Boom! Whiskey Freaks, welcome to another Ear Whiskey episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm joined today with a very special guest. and We're going to talk about everything craft whiskey distillery building from scratch. But before we do anything in that area, huge shout out to my amazing Patreon supporters. Thank you so much, guys, for helping, supporting the channel and uh, helping it grow. You are truly rock stars. Without further ado, let me bring on my guest, co-founder of danish dis distillery sal whiskey hello hi matthias good to see you good to see you uh first off let me just hear you how do you pronounce your name so i don't mess it up yes um i've heard it pronounced in a thousand different ways uh but the the correct way and the way my mother would pronounce it would be snivak snivak yes usually uh the danes uh say sniva so you don't roll on the r but uh you can go with both. Right. I'll try my very best. And uh, if it sounds awful, it's, it's uh, no in offense intended. <laughs> um, so thank you once again for doing this. It's, uh, it's great. And, and the reason I wanted to have you guys on, I've been following you guys since you basically announced your, what was that, Kickstarter campaign back in the day where you yeah. were dancing when you reached your goal and, and all that uh, fun and jazz. Um, I lived in uh, Silkeborg back when you were getting started. Now I live in the Western Jutland. Um, but but I wanted to have you on because one thing is to start a distillery. You know that's one thing that's difficult enough in of itself. But the way you guys have decided to go about this is not just start a distillery, but start a craft grain to glass organic distillery having your hands in every part of the process. Right. Um, why do that, you know? And, and it, it, it's, it's, I truly admire it. I think it's, it's amazing. But can you take us through how you even came up with the idea of, of let's make a Danish whiskey distillery? Definitely. Um, well, first of all, uh, we're still in the process of getting there where we can do everything ourselves. Um, right now we are doing everything ourselves, except that with the malting, we're getting some help from the guys in Two Whiskey, who have their own uh, uh, malting company there. So they're helping us while we are experimenting with that and um, seeking finances to start uh, our own uh, malting as well. So, um, so just so you know that that's also on the way and that's where we're headed. Wow. Um, and um, well, to tell you about the idea. Um, we're, we're now we are we're seven guys doing this together and um, well I went to uh, what's that called uh, high school I guess uh, in English uh, with uh, a guy called Martin back in the days and uh, really good friends we played a lot of uh, punk rock music and uh, right cool did all that stuff yeah. um, and um, at one point in our lives uh, we had both met our, our wives and uh, we both have children. Um, and we, at the same time, uh, we were kind of looking at moving out of the city, move, moving out of Aarhus, which is the right. second city in Denmark, and out on the countryside to find some more space uh, for, for our kids to, you know, get lost and to, uh, to be kids, basically. Right, right, yeah. 
to, uh, to spread get some that. Topics and stuff. And um, yeah. we found a place here in Sel, which is a small, small town with just 200 inhabitants. And um, and here we have uh, quite a big. We have some land here, and we have a little forest as well. And we just started doing all sorts of crazy things. We kept bees and had wild boars, and you know, uh, just uh, started wow. doing all kinds of crazy stuff um, right. that we wanted to to try. And um, Martin, he came back from from work. He's an archaeologist, and he came back from work and knocked on the door and said, "How about starting a whiskey distillery?" And uh, that day, he had been sitting in a in a, you know, they were out digging in a field and they were sitting in a, in a shed together, him and his colleague, Paul. And uh, they were freezing their asses off in March. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, kind of daydreaming about, well, what could we do besides digging in frozen dirt? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and, uh, and yeah, Paul, he is, uh, he's brewed quite, quite a lot of home brewing. And uh, he said, well, we could try and make, you know, some whiskey because that's basically distilled beer. Right. Um, matured on, on oak. And uh, so Martin came back and knocked on my door and asked, what do you think about this? And I thought that was totally crazy. <laughs> First of all, we had no experience. We had, we knew no one who was doing this at all. Uh, right. We knew that Downing were, were you know, uh, doing whiskey over there on the West Coast. We didn't know any of them. Uh, we didn't have any money at all. We, you know, just uh, got out of the university and uh, just bought a house out in the countryside. And we didn't have a place to distill or anything. Right. So it just seemed like a completely hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we sat down with a couple of guys. We started talking and it just you know went from there and we just kind of dreamt big and thought well i mean if we really really put a lot of work in this we, we can definitely do it um so um yeah and i guess at that point we didn't have any clue uh, about how much work it would be and that you know uh, one and a half year later we would be building this building here that i'm sitting in uh, this one Right, right, because that's that's on our uh, on our property, uh, Martin and, and, and mine, and um, we just uh, you know we didn't have a place for, for us to start the distillery, so so we right. thought well we could we had this old thing here that we wanted to get rid of anyways, uh, small you know like a garage kind of thing, yeah, where we had our our hens and chickens, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we took that down uh, and and built that building. It took uh, almost a year doing that. So me and Martin and my stepfather, who is an old carpenter, uh, he taught us how to build. In, in so so you built it yourself. Yeah. So that was kind of. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm not laughing because it's stupid. I'm laughing because it's 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 unheard of. You know, it's it's. One thing, one thing is to move into an old building and, and, and you know, making it up and making it look, look good and, and then starting your business. But to build something from scratch, okay, let's do that as well, but let's contract some. No, let's build it ourselves. 
Right. That seems a bit crazy in a good yeah, way, but it was. I mean, we obviously had uh, some entrepreneurs digging and doing the uh, the flooring, but all the carpentry we did on our own. You know, we both have jobs on this. You know, both of us. So we were doing you know this in the evenings and the weekends in in the uh, yeah. There we do. There we have us. That's you yeah. know we were we're doing the. I don't know if it's called sparkling in in English, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, but um, those those were uh, the last few days of building where we were just you know quite exhausted as well. But uh, it was fun. It was a huge experience, a big challenge, but uh, it was really a lot of fun. And it, it's it's quite unique, you know. It, it's 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 really unique and it's fascinating and it it's it to me, you know, standing outside and just following you along, you know, like an observer. It it seems like you guys want to have Sal Whiskey Distillery be a hundred percent unique and original to you guys and to your region. You know, nothing nothing is 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 pre-built and we just moved in no everything is 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 thought of and 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 cared of you know cared about um and is 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 taking into consideration there's no sort of okay yeah let's let's just do something it, it seems very planned out and very intentional mm, thanks for saying that really appreciate it um yeah i guess i mean a lot of things happen underway as well um, right. I mean, we definitely knew that we wanted it to be here in Cell, and because the community here also really engaged in in this project and, and supported us um, in, in many ways. And uh, and you know, we we didn't even consider moving out of the town or anything, right. or, or, right. or buying something that was you know we wanted it to be here. Uh, right. So that was that was you know. That was definitely a part of the plan, and um, but as you say, there are also many coincidences. Um, for example, we knew that we wanted to do an organic distillery, one hundred percent organic, right, uh, with completely local grain, and um, we had an article in in the newspaper. And uh, I was in Iceland at the time visiting my family. Um, and uh, I got a call from a guy called Lars, um, and he said, "Well, I am an organic farmer, and I live just down the road. Um, maybe we can talk." Right. And, uh, so we met with Lars, and we just, you know, completely had the same uh, visions for for uh, local, um, how do you say, uh, products and and and. And and um, using the grain where where it is, and, and you know, right, sort of a terroir kind of thing. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And um, so we really, you know, uh, he really was. He had the same vibe, and we were just really getting along together. So we invited him to to join the project. Wow. And so it, he is, uh, he's one of the seven guys that is now part of this story. So so basically, we have you know. You know, we are then, you know, growing and, and, you know, sowing, growing and harvesting the grain. Right. And, uh, you know, we have, we, we have every possibility of experimenting with, with, uh, with grain as well. Um, so um, right now, we, as we just started distilling uh, uh, almost a year ago, we, 
we're still doing uh, uh, barley, and uh, but we want to you know experiment with also old variety varieties and stuff. So right. that's a lot of fun too. Why organic? Because as far as my limited reptile brain knows, organic material can be trickier to to uh, produce stuff from, right? Yes. Um, basically, uh, the yield is not as uh, good as as you would have with conventional uh, grain. Right. So, you know, so if you're talking financially, uh, it would it's a stupid decision, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's harder to work with on the field as well. Uh, there, you know, it's it's not easy. It's not a how do you say convenient? Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, it's uh, for us. It's more about you know what is it that we are doing with our uh, food? What is it that we're doing with our beverage? Right. Uh, what are we putting into our bodies? And what are, you know? It's yeah. This, this whole mindset that I think is you know has been really changing for the last uh, decade and is probably going to change a lot more and. I would, I mean, I think that that uh, as new people get into uh, whiskey production, I will. I think we will definitely see more and more uh, organic producers. I agree. Uh, I agree, a hundred percent. And I also, I think you know, just from a you know common sense standpoint, I think mm. organic should be way bigger than it is. It, mm. I think it's the way to go, you know. And the same thing with you know talking about in that kind of aspect, electric cars as well. Yeah. You know, and 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 I, I think it's very you know interesting. Once again, with what you guys are doing, that that there it's not just hey let's make whiskey and then just source grain from this big giant conglomerate thing over yeah. here and the water somewhere else and then just pile it all together. Yeah. No, it's um, there's a thought process behind. Well, one thing is to make a product, but how do we make a product that is also you know. A hundred percent transparent. That is uh, sustainable. That that mm. makes um, that that's also have a very unique flavor. Because I know yeah. some people will will say this is bullshit, but organic, in, to my palate at least, tastes better. You know, mm. there is a there's more grip. There's more texture. There's more layers of 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 flavor to it. Yeah. Um, once again, very unique way to do it. So so. How many fields are you operating with currently? Is it one field where you harvest that grain that goes into one batch, and, and or how how does how does that work? Yeah, everything is uh, all the grain that we use, all the barley that we're using now is uh, is harvested at, at Lars's farm. Um, so so uh, we don't we don't buy anything from you know outside of, of his uh, field. Right. So, and that's also super important, you know, that traceability is uh, super important to us that we can actually, you know, if we, if we wanted to, we can take people to, uh, to the actual field where we're uh, um, growing the grain and show them this is where your whiskey comes from. Right. Um, so traceability is just so important to us, especially when you consider the... Um, um, the alternative, uh, which is well, if we were to buy malt from uh, 
from some factory in in Germany or in Belgium. You can right. do it, of course, and you can you can you, know, you can buy uh, smaller batches and, and everything um, and organic stuff too. But then you just know well, this batch of of uh, barley is coming from maybe one hundred different fields. Right. Or more, you know. <laughs> yeah, and one hundred different types of uh, toxins put into that soil and yeah yeah you, you and and also you know it also comes down to the identity of our of our community as well right uh, which is uh hugely important to us that uh that people here in in cell and in uh, in towns around us here uh also feel that well we're we're using um using grain that is grown here you know it's it's also it becomes a part of uh, what this place is and, and the identity of, identity of the people that live here right you're well you're basically doing what what i guess whiskey distilleries back you know 100 years ago or whatever it did took mm. whatever was local you know not just the local in terms of you know a close proximity but but local as your neighbors feel or whatever yeah. and producing something that was that was um true to that specific geographical footprint on in, in the country you know and i think i think it's very unique so what have you produced so far because whiskey takes time it does it takes a lot of time man. have you filled any casks yet yeah we have Wow. Um, yeah, we filled um, now eleven one-hundred uh, liter barrels um, and uh, just around twelve fifty liters. And oh, that's that, nice. That is basically our first batch now um, right. that we have uh, on on casks, and uh, and that that is really a huge relief in many ways because uh, that is also you know. Uh, the the whiskey that goes to our partners, right? Um, so um, so yeah, it's taking a lot of time for us. Also, we want to run this in a, a financially responsible way. Uh, right. We're doing all this in our in our spare time so far. Um, oh, I have one day here in the distillery uh, a week, but but besides that, we're doing uh, all the, the whiskey production mostly in the weekends. So it's right. uh, you know it's it's going slow, but it's going it's going well, and we are you know really get getting the hang of it and making a really good spirit. So so how do you seven guys who have no idea how to make whiskey basically? How mm. do you make whiskey then? How wh yeah. who how do you do that? How who who do you talk to about this kind of thing? Yeah, um, we've reached out to uh, different people in the. Uh, in the whiskey business, and both uh, here in Denmark, uh, we visited Stowning, who, who also, you know, uh, gladly invited us along, uh, and uh, took took an hour with us just so that we can could ask all kinds of stupid questions, right? As you have to do because you have to you have to be, you know you don't know anything, so you have to start from scratch. Of course. Um, and uh, good friends in Norway in a distillery there uh, called Mugen. Yeah. And uh, we've got Tony from Stratham uh, Distillery in Scotland. It's also really, really kind. 
and uh, the guys from Donog Distillery. Right. You know, we've just reached out to many people, and uh, and they've been super helpful, which is right. so great, and we're so grateful for that. Uh, and besides that, we just uh, you know we bought a small 100 liter still, uh, and Olympics hostel, and we just you know because. We had a lot of time in the beginning. We were, you know, both doing, as you said, the crowdfunding. Uh, we were building here, and we were also, you know, waiting for permissions to, to build. And there was a, a long window of, of time where we could try and, and experiment and see what we could create. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, we did that uh, at Lars's place, uh, the farmer's place, and um, you know, just to try it make all the mistakes uh, right. we were supposed to make, uh, sure. but just on a smaller still. Yeah. Um, so that was super, super fun. And uh, I remember the first time that we lit under the still, uh, we, we, did, we didn't have at that point uh, any uh, mash. So we just uh, went to the, to the nearest store and bought like two crates of uh, Harpo Christmas beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see what would happen when we live right. in pot still, and and you know it's science. You know it's it's uh, it will distill. It tasted horrible, uh, <laughs> absolutely terrible. <laughs> so, uh, well, if you had gotten it in the first try, it wouldn't have been fun, you know. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah, so, um, we did a lot of experimenting, and and we asked a lot of questions. So, yeah. so what what is your? I don't know if you can talk about this at, at the given time because you're still maybe you just don't know it yet um what kind of of styles of whiskey are you planning on producing sort of what, what kind of whiskey uh, styles have you been talked about or maybe even made so far mm -hmm. um you know we, we wanted to start with something super traditional right. um, so we're doing a, a single malt uh, whiskey uh, in uh, in first build bourbon, bourbon barrels, sure, um, and you know 100% barley and double distilled. So uh, so that's kind of you know our our flagship, and I think uh, you know to make to be able to do a really good uh, traditional whiskey like that single malt whiskey is um, you know it's kind of the the ultimate test in a way, so, right. We really wanted to, to do that and do it well. Um, and now we've just started uh, doing our, our peated batch. Our, mm. And um, that is a lot of fun. It's, uh, and that's also, you know, it's, it's, you know, just because it's, it's peated, you know, it's, that doesn't make it, you know, it's, it's really, really different to work with. And, right, uh, I could imagine. Yeah, and you're, you're really learning a lot of new things uh, in, in these processes. Not right in the you know not just in terms of you know uh smoking the barley but it's also you know the mashing is different the fermentation is different the distilling is different so, right and that's all just super exciting as well yeah because i guess i assume that that you know when you're just working with with let's call it standard just normal malt unpeated malt um, you're basically just running it through, but with peat, there is decision points in terms of how long do we let it ferment and how much peat is then is remaining in the mash and how far do we distill it in the tails or whatever. 
and and how much oil do we want or how aggressive do we want the peat or how narrow is the hard cut going to be or all these kinds of different things yeah. um because there is that peat element that is you, you want to preserve right um, exactly exactly and that that was uh, a new thing for us so um so we're we're still i guess uh, finding our our peated spirit um right and yeah that's super exciting um I mean, we will also definitely be experimenting with uh, with different uh, uh, grains, and um, we're not going to do that just yet. But maybe after the next harvest, I guess. Right. Um, we will uh, also be, I think, quite uh, experimental in terms in terms of casks. Um, so where do you where do you get your casks from right now? At the moment, we've uh, only been using casks from. Uh, a distillery in Texas called Garrison Brothers. Wow. Yeah. And um, so all the 22, 23 casks that we filled now are, are. Um, can you see them? No, you can't. No. They're, two of them are standing over there. All um, right. And yeah, so uh, we, we, uh, some some time ago, we bought just two examples just to to see uh, and to smell and to uh, and and we just really like what they did uh, to our our spirit and right. uh, so so we we're using those and yeah we're looking at uh, different suppliers at the moment actually um, in terms of both bourbon and and sherry casks right um, so yeah but um. We don't wow. we made any more, how do you say, uh, final deals with, with any suppliers at the moment. But, but that's also super, super exciting. Um, there are also some cool wineries here in Denmark, which would be fun to, uh, to uh, do something with. Um, right. We're just super open to, to, uh, to every kind. So you, you seem like you guys, you know, the, the whole, you know, essence behind the, your, you know, your project, your business here is that it's like, let's, let's make the best whiskey we can, but let's have fun while doing it. You know, let's experiment, let, let's try different stuff and, 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 and play around. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but right. it, it, it just seems like you guys are not convoluted to any kind of, of tradition, mm. you know, in terms of being chained to some kind of, ideology that no we are only going to make scotch in denmark you know right. um that's yeah. very cool for sure i mean uh i mean the uh the scots they have our deepest respects i mean really right. and that's also why we really want to nail this uh single malt uh, that we're doing now um but we really also you know uh we really want to have a lot of fun doing this and I think uh, some of that will derive from experimenting and, and doing crazy things and buying tequila barrels or whatever right right so it's uh yeah it's a, it should be fun but you should also you know be serious about what you're doing and, and doing of course the best the best you can right Are, is there any kind of whiskey distilleries you know uh, Danish or Scots uh, Scottish or American or Irish, any kind of distilleries that you guys have been sort of looking at and, and, and inspired by and saying, hey, it, it would be cool if we did something in this kind of vein. 
Are there mm. any kind of distilleries that you sort of, we want to make art back of Denmark or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, we are huge fans of, of, of very heated whiskey. And, um, you Good. know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we really want to make something rather extreme in those, uh, in that area. Um, right. We're huge fans of, of many of the Eiley whiskeys. Gruflatik uh, is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Artbeg as well. It's amazing. Um, but, I mean, at this stage, it's been mostly, I mean, we've been watching closely uh, how, how all the new distilleries are, are working over there. I mentioned uh, Tony from Strathern, but uh, also definitely the Dornach uh, guys, uh, the Thompson brothers that started Dornach distillery um are a big inspiration um and are really you know moving things a bit uh backwards in a way you know they're, right. they're really honoring the traditions and experimenting with these types and it's uh, really fascinating um so yeah I, I guess uh we're really inspired by the uh obviously the diy ethics that uh, some of these people are bringing into whiskey distilling right um, and and you know taking a step back from the uh rather industrialized uh, uh making uh whiskey making um which is you know super uh interesting and refreshing i think yeah um, you have the ability to do that man you know you're not you know being a new distillery you're the most just like this you know channel here i don't have a t millions of subscribers so i have the ability to play around and do funky stuff right. the same thing with you guys you know once you hit that kind of giant status in a way there is a demand for um something that is that is continuously the same thing mm -hmm. um but but i can only imagine you know, being a being a smaller distillery there is just this wide open world of, yeah. of possibilities you know exactly exactly and um i mean i guess when when you have when you've grown to a certain level um you know you have you have this great jacket in a way it just becomes tighter because you have to you know obviously uh um you know produce a profit and everything um right and you have your products and and you have a certain way of doing them and 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 sometimes that leaves just not enough time to to um experiment and to uh to uh, have you know try things out and see what works and maybe right but uh, uh yeah i i guess that's that's the the benefit of being um as small as we are that we can just you know kind of do whatever we want yeah because everyone who who's into whiskey will be interested in seeing what you guys create over the next decade or so you know um because it's it's new and exciting and 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 your story of making stuff organic and having this end goal of being a hundred percent your own stuff you know you put the seed in the ground and you cork the bottles you know every yeah. step is done by you guys and and I think that story is something that appeals to a lot of people and and actually is a thing that could bring in people that that nece not necessarily would be whiskey drinkers to begin with mm. because there is this sense of integrity and moral standard in in what you do and people out there listening or watching i know it sounds a big big <laughs> but 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 i i 
I like that integrity that that you guys do. It's the same thing with. It reminds me of cheap whiskey, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I help them out sometimes. Sometimes when they they need to have something bottled, you know, uh, it's about uh, fifteen minutes from where I live. Um, yeah, um, and and it's sort of the same thing they're doing, you know, having everything done now in house, you know, um, which is very cool. And uh, yeah, I think it's the way to go. I think it's so impressive that you guys are doing it. Um, and, and just to mention too, I mean, I'm so happy as well that they. Uh, that they've now started distilling as well. Um, so right. they, they really have everything on on that uh, on on their farm, doing it uh, on on the same estate. Yeah, so amazing. And the fact that they are getting uh, so many good reviews, and you know, uh, it's really I think it's really you know, with Downing putting putting Danish whiskey on on the international whiskey map, which right. is uh, hugely important for for all of us as well. Of course, that are doing whiskey here, and um, yeah, and they're also just cool guys. So, yeah, they are. Um, I was thinking about you know because there's always we talked about this or at least touch touched on this before. It takes at least three years for you guys to from from you fill the casks to you're able to bottle it as Danish single malt whiskey. Mm. How do you make money until then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, do you do anything else? Do you make yeah. any kind of other spirits? Yes, and uh, we are doing uh, gin um, besides whiskey, and that's that's it basically. Um, right. We're doing you know a few tastings for for um, you know close, just uh, you know maybe companies or some clubs and stuff like that. Uh, we've also uh, we'll be we'll soon be launching a, a what is it like a cask program. Um, oh. that are interested in, in getting their own casks. Um, that's going to be really limited. Um, but um, right. but so far this year, uh, most of the... Um, how do you say? Well, the way we, we make our, our money is, is uh, uh, on, on the gin. Right. And, uh, it's been getting some really, really great reviews. And one of the most important things for us as also huge whiskey lovers was to make a gin that would uh, stand out neat, that you could really enjoy neat. Um, right. And um, so that's that's been the goal. And uh, this is uh, the bottle, uh, our first, uh, how do you say, uh, gin. And wow. it's obviously 100% uh, organic and it's non-chill filter. So basically all the, the essential oils and all the taste that's there uh, it's not filtered afterwards, so right. And we, we try to pack as much taste as possible in here. Uh, so when this turns cold, it can be a bit cloudy, um, sure, which is uh completely normal because the oils all of a sudden stand out. It's and, a good uh, thing, it's a good thing. If you ever see a cloudy gin on a shelf somewhere, you, you have to buy it because right, <laughs> a lot of taste. So, uh, that's uh, that's our gin, and it's uh. You know, we're doing all the distribution ourselves. We're, we're you know, called. I, I was just earlier today in Scannable uh, delivering uh, uh, some crates of, of, of gin. And and that's that's how we really like it at the moment. We don't have a distributor to do that for us. We're just, right. you know, getting in touch with people with, uh, 
with the uh, uh, shops there and and getting to know them, getting to know their world, their side of the business. So that's super interesting. Um, and uh, this is done by a local artist from from Aarhus, and this is all screen printed. Um, so something that I took with me from from uh, music. Uh, I'm also a musician. It's yeah. Where uh, you, you have like this uh, frame with uh, the motive is here, and basically you uh, you take uh, the paint. Uh, in this case, blue. You also have uh, another one that's orange, orange, and you just kind of push the paint through the uh, the frame through this mask here, and and roll over the bottle and see this uh, see the wow so so we've done that about i don't know four thousand times now (laughs) (laughs) wow that's cool yeah that's 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 a lot of fun as well that that's that's the thing man i'm not trying to brown nose you in any kind of way but 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 once again like i touched on before you could just print out a label on some kind of sticky paper Mm. you know but 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 once again there is this intention behind it and and i think it's it. I've seen the bottle of, of your. Actually, I think I have a picture right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that's yeah. the orange one you talked about. Yes, the second one. Yes. Um, it's a very you know elegant and sleek and very you know uh, bohemian yet very contemporary design. It's Thanks. Beautiful. Thanks. How high proof is that or ABV alcohol? Um, our first gin is 45. This one is 47. So it's uh, right. It's, uh, I guess uh, on the higher scale. Um, yeah, that will that also allows it to stand out more in terms of if it's mixed, you know. Definitely, definitely. Right. Um, and the orange one that you showed there is something that we uh, produced um, with uh, the Microni in mind, uh, which is. Uh, really strong cocktail that we really like um, right goes really well with with that um yeah how a thing i've been noticing you know from from being following you all this time since basically you you announced you were starting out um you have this thing with music that you make these events do you still do these events yeah we're gonna do one in the spring um we haven't done uh, enough, I think, this year, but that's basically because we've uh, prioritized the, the production and to get all the uh, the spirits for for our crowdfunders on, on right in, into the tasks. So, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do a bit more of that uh, next year. But you know, there are uh, three, four of us that that are all you know that that play, and uh, I am a musician myself. I've done. Uh, quite a lot of uh, records and touring and stuff. So, so this is something that really, you know, is important to us. Um, we have many friends in in the music business as well that are doing like fantastic stuff. Right. This could definitely be some sort of platform for for people to. Uh, so, 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 what is it? What What is it you do with music? Is it Is it you guys playing a concert for four or five minutes while people just sit and hang out, or is it some kind of melodic? whiskey integrating experience thing at the moment we're simply going to do um um small concerts here um and we have the uh the, the how do you say say uh, for some who's 
like a community house. Yeah. The town's community uh, house, just on, on, you know, you could almost see it actually over there. Um, you can't see it actually, just yeah. on the other side of the street. Um, so we've, uh, we've done a couple of concerts there, invited people inside and combined that with some tastings and stuff like that. Right. Um, and we're also going to do some sessions here in the distillery where, um, you know, for free, invite uh, the musicians that we like uh, to come here and get their stuff uh, recorded on video and audio professionally. Wow. And so that they can, can use that as well in their career. Um, so, you know, those are some, some things we, we're, we're thinking about doing um, in the coming year. Um, yeah, so um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really, it's something that is really close to our hearts. Uh, so that's why we want to do this stuff. Uh, it's a cool integration, you know, taking that, that passion and 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 uh, artistic thing that that you share you know some of you between you and and applying it to your um distillery making it giving it that extra level of depth you know um and it's also i mean uh for the community here people here i mean uh, it's always been the plan to to not only do a, a you know production or or a commodity you know right so from the beginning it's supposed to be something that uh, is also like a, a cultural um, a point in, in, in the town here for people to, to come and be part of and you know to, to see each other and yeah so that's also something that's yeah really important to us. Yeah. Where is Sal whiskey distillery gonna be in 10 years? Oh dear! Oh, that's. I'm not asking for numbers. I'm just, you know, where where would you guys want to be? What what are you aiming at? You know. Yeah. You know, we we probably should have like a strategy. Like, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is after year one. This is after year five. This is eight. This is ten. But uh. Right. So far, we've we've only looked one year ahead, basically. Right. But um, I mean, it's a good question. I think it would be cool to have, you know, to have the ten years is a long time. But uh, by then, we'd have the I I hope obviously uh, the, the malting in place. Uh, this place here would maybe be some sort of a museum or where we store our cast or something, and we have. Right. Just a little bit bigger. I mean, this is 132 square meters, so it's quite small. Wow. It's very small. Yeah. It's, it's al almost too small, but uh, but we get by. Um, so we're going to have a bigger place in 10 years. Um, some more stills. Uh, maybe definitely some employees. <laughs> right. But... Um, you know, I, I, I'm just, I think we're all just so happy that we're, you know, that we succeeded in this, that we haven't really reflected on the future. Uh, just, um, it just, just went with it and just, you know, followed the, the sort of turnout of events in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, now we're here, we've, uh, we've distilled our, our first batch of, of uh, 
soon to be whiskey. And, um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just a, a great feeling. But um, I, I think I think we'll be one of the one of the main I think one of the main players in, in Danish whiskey. I think right. It, yeah. Yeah. Are you? I was thinking. You know, are you going to, you know, sell the the whiskey? Obviously, it cannot be called whiskey legally before it's it turns three years old. Are you planning on or thinking about, or have you played around with the idea of, of sort of releasing a very limited number of maybe smaller bottles of the one-year-old new make and two-year-old new make leading up to the three-year-old release? Yes, uh, we have talked about that, and I think we will definitely do it. Um, right. Maybe not in twenty. Well, definitely not in twenty twenty, but. 21, 22, um, I think we have a, a very limited release of, of some, some uh, maybe one-year-old malt, something like that. Right. But also, uh, because we know what we can do with these casks now, and uh, uh, there are wondrous things happening inside them. So um, I think we would definitely be able to produce a really, really, really good uh, young spirit. So. Right. So um, how yeah. long have how long have those casks you've filled so far? How long have they been sitting? Um, the oldest three since June. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, almost six months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So that's that's. Kind it of must cool. be so exciting, you know. Filling. Yeah, I have a five-liter barrel here myself. I'm Ooh. experiment. Yeah, I'm I'm experimenting wow. with and. I had a uh, filled it with a rye new make um, a year ago. Um, I pulled it this year. It's obviously not whiskey, um, but uh, it, it's it's so much fun, you know. And that, you know, it, it, it's it for people into this kind of thing. It's exciting to fill a barrel and sit there and watch it and see how it develops and 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 yeah. I can only imagine, you know, if you guys being in the position of actually having this as sort of a business, you know, something that is realized as not just an idea or a hobby thing, but actually has become what can become a bigger thing in the future, a business, a, a full-time job maybe. Um, and filling those casks, and I can only imagine how satisfying that must, that must be. It is. It's amazing. It's right. also really, uh, it's so ambivalent because, you know, it's, there's something really magical about filling a cast like that. Right. And, you know, you put, put in the bunk and you, you know, that's just there. And <laughs> it's, it's the most, it's the slowest thing you can imagine. I mean, it is. It's, it's a stupid business plan. No, you're right. It's, it's exciting to fill your cask, but once you plugged in that bung and sealed it up and put it away, it's like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, fill one more. <laughs> I need to come down and visit you guys. I need to oh, to sure. to come and get a tour of your place. Yeah, and and, and see your stuff. For sure. What what, uh, what stills are you using? Using? Uh, Is it uh, Scottish copper or Portuguese copper pot stills or what are you? These are hoka stills. Um, so um, and these are both the uh, Olympic type pot stills um, from Hoga. Uh, who are, yeah, uh, producing stills for for various uh, uh, um, distilleries. 
and uh, are really, you know, really good at what they do. Um, wonderful stilts. Um, and uh, hand-hammered hand and everything. So it's, uh, wow. you know, it's kind of the same, you know, uh, vision that we have that, you know, we have people doing this from, you know, scratch kind of. Right. Yeah, starting with sheet cover and banging it into place. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Uh, so that's uh, super cool. Yeah, they're beautiful. They are. They are. We have a, a wash fill that is a uh, 1,000 liter capacity. Uh, usually we fill that with uh, around 800 liters of, of wash. Right. Um, which uh, normally we ferment that up to about 8%. Um, and then we have the spirit still, which is uh, uh, 500. Uh, is sitting in, that's the spirit still? Yeah. Is that an open flame or is it uh, gas yeah. heated or? Yeah, it's uh, it's natural gas that we use here. Right. Um, yeah, and it's a 500 liter capacity, uh, the spirit still. So, and we just have these two. Um, yeah, of course. I'm not sure that we can fit one more in, in here. So, how much spirit, final spirit, you know, you can fill into a cask? Do you get out of a single distillation? You know, our cut is uh, rather narrow. Um, right. So we are doing around seventy-five to eighty liters uh, after the new make after the spirit run right um, and um yeah that's around you know 72 percent alcohol uh, right that. so yeah what what should people like final question what should um what do you want people to sort not 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 want that's a weird way to put it but what do you think that your what do you hope that your whiskey sort of turns into in about three years, you, you're making this traditional unpeated uh, batch of, of, of single malt whiskey. Mm. What 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 can people sort of expect? I know you cannot say that right now because it it develops in a weird way and can turn into something completely different. But what kind of flavor profile are you aiming at? Um, we are trying to get uh, at quite um, how do you say fruity, uh, like almost tropical fruit. Uh, right. kind of thing in, in our in our new make but one that also has you know the, the aftertaste of the, the the malt sweetness the malty kind of uh, um, grain sweet taste right um, and uh, in terms of uh, barrel aging um, we, we can't really say what it's going to end up like but um, right. definitely hope to be able to maintain some of that uh uh, fruitiness um, and and at the moment we were I'm ex I'm tasting and smelling some you know green apples and stuff like that from right. aging uh, obviously uh, vanilla and uh, and some uh, how do you say um, cinnamon and and yeah I think uh, you know I think Sort of a classic buttery Speyside whiskey style? Yeah. Um, very pleasant on the palate and uh, smooth. Right. But um, it's hard to say that, that we're, you know, it's, uh, I'd be really sad if, if in three years' time that we're not 
hit anything near what, what I'm trying to explain now. So. Right, right. No, I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot here. I'm not saying that, that and, and you guys out there who, picks up, who pick up a bottle in about three years' time, right. there's no guarantee of anything. This is just a curiosity thing, you know, yeah. because... Um, no, no. I was just thinking because you you have chosen these casks, and maybe you had an experience with this casks. These casks from Garrison Brothers tend to leave this sort of fingerprint of X Y C. You know, um, um, but no, I think it's yeah, exciting. I mean, yeah, it is. I think we'll we'll end up with something really really nice and really smooth and right. Um, but I think also that we want to, you know, try out some extremes in, and also what I talked about in terms of, of heated whiskey as well. Um, right. That at some point that we want to like uh, do a really, really uh, heavily bodied uh, and uh, very, very smoky whiskey with uh, with more tail than we're doing now. You know, right. our, our standard version. Um, sounds absolutely delicious. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get one that is super light, fruity, uh, you know, buttery and butterscotch, vanilla, uh, yeah. whiskey, and, and another one that's uh, heavy and oily and, uh, you know, very smoky. So uh, Beauty and the Beast combo. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, and thank you to everybody out there watching and or listening please don't forget to subscribe and do all those weird youtube things you know what to do ladies and gentlemen bye everybody yeah.